couple of quick plugs before we start today's show. If you want to follow us on Twitter, our handle is at Narbos Podcast. If you want to email us, our email address is narbosandbroomheads at gmail.com. Hit us up with your comments on future episodes of Degrassi Junior High and Degrassi High. And if you want to be on a future episode, let us know as well and we'll try to set something up. You can also uh, follow our show on all of the podcast platforms, including iTunes, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and uh, Spotify. So please give us a follow and subscribe on any of those sites, and uh, you will be able to get us pushed to you every single week. The theme music for this show is brought to you by a band called Ew, You're a Girl and Girls Suck. They are a punk band from here in Toronto, Ontario, Canada, and their Bandcamp page is iagags.bandcamp.com. That's E-Y-A-G-A-G-S dot bandcamp.com. They used to watch Degrassi episodes when they took breaks from recording back in the 90s. Uh, anyways, that's about it for the plugs. Let's get to this week's episode. I just can't understand how it happened. You were there. I mean, you're on the pill. Yeah, which is 98% effective. So we're just in the unlucky 2%. Some couples would think of this as a blessing. Too bad you're against kids. Hey, I never said that. How about yesterday? You said you have too much on your plate. What? Yeah, I do. I've got a lot going on right now. I'm, I'm moving in. I'm going to be a husband and a stepdad. And I've got a lot. A lot of adjusting. I know. But life doesn't wait for you to get adjusted, Snake. It just happens. I mean, look at Emma. She couldn't have come at a worse time. But was it a mistake to have her? No. I wouldn't trade her for anything. Welcome back to Narbos and Broomheads. We are here, the crew, the squad, as we call ourselves. Do we? Collectively. Nobody, yeah, calls, we do. nobody calls it Well, that. I do I do in my journal, in my diary, <laughs> had a meeting with the squad tonight. It was awesome. <laughs> it was lit. Squad goals. <laughs> That's right. So we are on to part two of White Wedding of Degrassi. And in the first episode, uh, Spike, they're, uh, they are planning the wedding. They're getting ready. And Spike dun, 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 finds out that she is pregnant. It will not be a white wedding. Nope. <laughs> there you go. Mm-hmm. Now we're ready to go. And I mean, how many weddings can be white these days? Depends what part of the country you're in, probably. Mm. If you're in, like, an evangelical part of the country, probably a lot. Probably, like, everyone you know. Eh. They're full of Mm. shit. (laughs) Hashtag Mm. praise. Mm -hmm. Hashtag the hole that God can't see. (laughs) (laughs) Uh (laughs) Yep. So, I guess uh, we'll bump it over to... uh, to the person who has all the godly sayings over in Saskatchewan. Who's that over there? It's me. It's Arlo. How's everybody doing? You probably got that nugget of inspiration because I'm really tired today. <laughs> <laughs> but you can follow me on Instagram at A-R-L-O-E-S-C-O-T-T. And uh, I 
got my vaccination this weekend. I thought you'd still be waiting in line right now. We're like yeah, waiting I'm in line still, for I'm fucking still ever. In line. I waited in line for eight hours. Eight fucking hours. But Whoa. I got it. So I'm very, I mean, my first jab, obviously, I haven't gotten my second one. No one has. But I'm very excited. So if you had me as next on your vaccination mm-hmm. hockey pool, congratulations. <laughs> well done. <laughs> Let us know uh, and we'll send you your prize. You get a commemorative syringe that we'll send out to you. <laughs> Mail. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I will uh, send it over to uh, the first one to get vaccinated as a salutation uh, to Toronto. Yeah, and, and before I introduce myself, I'm just going to remind Ted, you didn't introduce yourself, so <laughs> you should probably do it last, <laughs> mystery guy doing the podcast. Uh, whoops. Whoopsies. Are you cutting this out? Nope. Um, okay i'll i'll do it at the end okay courtney you can pass it to ted all right so i'm alan i'm in toronto uh slip with five eyes on tiktok on twitter on instagram and uh there's no real updates from here in toronto everything is the same old but uh mine and arlo's old stomping grounds in manitoba has snatched that title back in a big way yep. of COVID capital of Canada. They are not fucking around this week. Oh, no. They are not doing well. Oh, no. no. <laughs> Things escalated very quickly, and uh, they are off the races. <laughs> to put it into perspective, our worst day in Ontario ever was 4,700 cases. That wasn't too long ago. And uh, Manitoba recorded the equivalent of 5,500 today. <laughs> So, wow. Shit. Oh, no. So they're doing worse than Alberta? Uh, they might be doing around the same. Like they're catching I think Alberta's still the worst and uh but Manitoba's giving them a run. Um and they're uh they're I was actually just watching the press conference with the uh the head of like the you know whatever the Rusin who heads up health in Manitoba and he sucks. And uh they're still doing basically nothing. They're like what can we do? Um, Pallister, the premier, earlier today said, we did the best we could. So, Mm, No. (laughs) I mean, I guess that was the best that they could do. Yeah. Which, unfortunately, was inadequate. Yeah. Whatever. So, there you go. That's our COVID update. Uh, We're probably... I don't know, man. I think that we're probably six weeks away from uh, something different happening in a good way here in Ontario. But we'll see. That's me being optimistic. Over to Courtney in Ottawa. On her new mic will... that she won yes. through an amazing contest. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I did. Uh, no, I I did. I finally got a new mic. How many seasons or episodes have we done? Well, I guess we're technically in our, what, seventh season of Degrassi? <laughs> 103, or this is episode 103. 103 yes yeah. finally bit the bullet and got this snazzy mic so yeah let me know what you think about it guys but uh yeah nothing new to report here um i got my first vaccination waiting for my second and yeah um instagram courtney.1293 nothing much besides that might as well chuck it back over to our host <laughs> our yeah. unintroduced host that's ted <laughs> Mystery man. 
My name is Ted at Sewa3, and I think there might, I don't want to put them on the spot, but there might actually be someone else on this podcast. They don't say much, they're pretty shy, but uh, I found out this week that Arlo actually met somebody at work, <laughs> and <laughs> she's not a big talker. I've sent, I've, she, uh, Arlo sent us the picture. Mm-hmm. Um, Arlo, like, I wouldn't put her on the mic, but, you know, did you want to introduce somebody well, her the name she came with was Carmen, uh, but we I we nicknamed her Fancy, and she costs four thousand dollars, <laughs> and she is one of those real dolls, and we've never had one of those into the store before, so it's kind of terrifying because she just stands there and stares at you with dead eyes, but hopefully someone is looking for a lovely companion, and then she can go to her forever home with dead eyes. <laughs> As you fill the holes. And let's be well, honest. You kind of turn around and like she, she looks like a person. So you sort of turn around and you're like, ah. <laughs> you know, the, as you're closing for the night. But yeah, she that must... turns around on her own. Yeah. It's like, good. But she's on like... the website, www.industriallove.com. If you want a freaking real doll, we are very discreet. <laughs> and I mean... Let's be honest, in these scary COVID times, it's probably safer to acquire fancy. I've never seen one in real life before. I've seen like lower grade ones in real life, but like the this is this is high quality. She's completely posable. Very it's very interesting. Um four thousand. Yeah. Do you accept monthly installments? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we all have we dead eyes it. by this time, don't we? <laughs> Just saying. I want to pay $69 at a time. <laughs> please. <laughs> Carmen, no, please. No comment. All right. So are we ready to jump into this week's episode? Let's do it. Let's do yeah. it to it. Yay. So uh, White Wedding 2 opens up on a, a conversation with Spike and Emma. And actually, it's this is an exact continuation from last week. Like, I don't even think they missed a second. So they jump in, and Emma's combing Spike's hair or whatever she's doing. And she's uh, it quickly devolves into an argument because she knows that talking about the abortion or the uh, the pregnancy. And Emma brings up the snake's part of it too. Spike tells Emma she's out of line, but she says it so low that it's like she's whispering. It's like she's afraid of Emma, and I'm like, oh, what are you doing? <laughs> um, Snake tells her straight up that she would prefer she would be supportive, and then Emma drops the, uh, she's dancing in the lion's jaws here by saying this. Emma brings up herself as an example and says, if you had have had an abortion the first time, I wouldn't be here. And then it's weird because there's a, actually a, an animation which an animation dream, daydream balloon with Spike and the song Celebrate by Cooling the Gang comes on and Spike is dancing with all her friends. I'm like, yeah, that was on my version anyway. Uh, <laughs> I, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm not an Emma I'm, fan, but yep. um, I have to say again, this all stemmed from the mother being like to her daughter, I'm going to have an abortion. Like, Spike, yeah. you you opened up this Pandora's box. Like this is on you. That is very true. I also find it interesting that Emma, you know, the social crusader, is anti-abortion in this moment. 
Like, I mean, I guess you just, like, your emotions get the best of you, and, like, when it's your own... Yeah. You know, when you're your own stuff, it's different than when it's a stranger, but I find it interesting that she's so anti-choice here first, like... I mean, I think it's it's understandable. Like, it seems like just she's young, naive, and obviously, like, there she only is here because Spike chose not to have an abortion, so... I get it. But aren't we all here because our parents chose not to have an abortion? <laughs> <laughs> this goes back to Alan's Wayne Gretzky theory. <laughs> that, or Walter Gretzky theory, yeah. sorry. That all he did was <laughs> shoot alone. Provide. <laughs> That's all Jesus. he did. Yeah. R.I.P., by the way, Walt. So. Yeah. <laughs> At least you left the we world. hardly with. knew ye. Yeah. <laughs> I just wanted to say no, how ridiculous please. it is that Spike puts this on her daughter. Like, oh, hey, hey, daughter, I'm going to have an abortion. What do you think? You're a, you're of sound, stable, and not emotional mind, right? Emma, <laughs> are you there? Yeah. It's a bad I just, idea. I get that they're they're trying to show that they have this super close relationship and they tell each other everything, but mm, I think I had to draw the line. I, I can't. I just can't. Like, I, I what, a f- like, how foolish do you have to be as a parent? Pretty foolish, I guess. Oh, I guess so. Um, I wish that Fetus Doll would have made an appearance in this scene. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Missed opportunity. <laughs> Don't kill your baby. You hear a ladder outside be put against the window. Clink, clink, clink. Open the window. Don't kill your baby. <laughs> You're like, what the Look hell? Look at your baby. Are you going in there? <laughs> Don't go Can in I there. In? Uh-huh. It's, it's cold oh. out here. <laughs> May I come in? <laughs> yep. So then we jump into Spike saying the carrot was hung before and she bit into it and said, well, if you were in my shoes and made this mistake this a second time, oopsie doodle, cue curb your enthusiasm music and not the right thing to say. Yeah, Emma is very sad because she was just told she's a mistake. and uh, <laughs> But I mean, you were like... I mean, okay. you don't want to hear it. You don't want to hear it, but, you know. You... <laughs> she didn't yeah, plan to have I'm you sorry. at 13. Like, you I know. Mean, she was 14. Like, you knew that you weren't planned. Yeah. She okay, didn't... there's a difference between knowing it and having your mom say it out loud in front of you. Uh, Spike's at fault here. I mean, in the end, Spike's at fault for yeah. all of this. She should have just shut the fuck up, at least with the daughter, right? Mm. Spike is doing that dangerous dance of, like... Trying to be a parent, but then like, I want my daughter to be my best friend. It's like that's literally the worst thing you could do. Kids need parents, not friends. Fuck, you get friends all the time, you know. Mm-hmm. Whatever it takes, and that's the opening. So you actually, were a she, big mistake. Oh, oh, she, yeah. said, she says she didn't mean it that way, but I think you. You can't, you can't unring that bell. You know. <laughs> if Shane doesn't pull out, I know I'm gonna have you, Emma. All right. Anyway. <laughs> oh, oh, <yeah. laughs> this is great. 
So we have the opening, and we join our heroes, JT and Toby, emerging from a, behind a car because they're at Joey's waiting outside doing some uh, some hijinks, espionage, and they're dressed all in black. JT has a uh, like a raccoon eye, <laughs> eye thing, like eye loops on the go. I thought it was kind of funny. This is upsetting. <laughs> like, I'm just immediately upset when I see this. Like... <laughs> Oh, here we go. Like, as we said in the last episode, hijinks. So we have these two fucking idiots who showed up last episode in their Miami Vice gear. And now they're in fucking, like, burglar outfits. Like, they're little cat burglars. They should have the little, like, <laughs> the you know, the shit tied around their eyes with, like, the little eye holes. Like, it's ridiculous. <laughs> they're little perv burglars. They sure are. They do. Like they're so literally Lad- going to Joey's bushes to watch a stripper and whack off. <laughs> With each other. Yes. <laughs> In the middle of Toronto. Uh, so, uh, the lads figure the fancy won't be won't be on for a while, so they're just going to sleep in ships like soldiers or something. <laughs> and <laughs> they're both excited about the potential of seeing their first real naked woman. Toby then brings up about the time that JT walked in on his grandma in the shower. JT reminds them that they agreed that this never occurred, which I thought was kind of funny. Uh, Toby also says that this Mm -hmm. is an invasion of privacy, and JT says she's a stripper, so privacy isn't in her vocabulary, because strippers aren't people. Mm -hmm. Oh, jeez. We all just accept this, right? Like, there's no, you know, it's like, (laughs) hello, viewers. Strippers aren't people. Mm -hmm. They have no rights, and they don't care about privacy. Mm-hmm. They don't I matter. The, I saw you at the club at the uh, at the strip club, and now I'm hiding in your closet. It's same same. Yeah, you don't <laughs> care, right? You're a stripper. You, know, you have no <laughs> you have no morals or rights or whatever. I didn't. I haven't watched uh, last week's episode, nor was I here for it. Is this the first we find out that there's a stripper, or was this talked about last week? It was talked about last week. Okay. Her name is Fancy. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, Toby and JT convinced Craig to convince Joey to get a stripper, and all these things happened. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. That's not normal. That's where, that's where the hijink snowball began at the top of the mountain. It started with mm-hmm. that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, you know, to be fair, like, this whole JT-Toby storyline, like, it's so, like, it's over the top. It's totally outlandish. They're hiding in the bushes with a webcam or whatever it is that they're doing but like honestly if you were about 13 years old and you were involved somehow in someone's wedding and you knew that there was going to be a stripper and you had the opportunity to try to sneak somewhere and see this stripper at 13 years old you would probably do it right not like this not like that I'm just saying this is like super over the top for like a show but like wouldn't you um, wouldn't you try if I, you were there with your friend? I don't know, maybe. Like they don't know Joey. They they yeah, barely know Craig. Yeah, they're ushers at the wedding though, so they're like well, that, that, I mean, which we find out later. So they're somehow involved with the wedding, which is unclear which, to me how they Yeah, like know, which is but, also dumb. Like how the fuck did yeah. that happen? Um should also mention that sticking a webcam on a window isn't just invading the stripper's privacy. Like that's Joey's house. So <laughs> <laughs> like it's pretty fucking serious and that, just saying mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and that's where we are and they test out the webcam and who comes up in it the thirstiest man 
in the big smoke. Radich. <laughs> so Radich is both of them screen. Like they're not discreet at all either. Like they got the costumes on and all that stuff and the webcam, but uh, discretion is not their jam. No. And they can't tell why he's there. Thoughts on, the, thoughts on Radish's style. This is probably the first time we've seen him in casual, like even us, who have seen him <laughs> for 40 years or whatever, well, 30 we did, years. We did see him in a robe at one point. <laughs> we, did. Yes. Mm-hmm. we did. Mm-hmm. Uh, Radish is there for comedy relief, right? Like Snake says in the party, he's ready to go to the bowling alley. And then Radish is like, tonight you call me Dan. And then someone walks by with food, and he's like, mmm, cheese balls. So he's clearly there to be, like, comedy relief. Yeah, yeah his outfit is gives, so stupid. He gives him his orders. So, uh, yeah, so he's in the party. They're in the party. So we cut to Manny and Emma. I think it's in Manny's room discussing the Spike conversation. Manny's playing with a bag of those almonds that... Uh, Arlo informed us about the... Jordan almonds. Jordan almonds. Oh, oh that's good. Okay, because I put down Jerusalem almonds without being <laughs> like... I, I, I honestly, that's what I put down. I just, I got mixed up. Uh-huh. I put down Palestinian. So, yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> Shall we get into this? Yeah, <laughs> no. And Emma realizes, bum, 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 Spike, Spike, Spike. Spike may not even tell Snake about this. So, of course, Emma cannot go without information being known by absolutely everybody. That really disturbs her. Um, Manny says, don't even worry. Don't even think about it. And tomorrow's going to be a, a good day and wonderful day. And that's it. So go to sleep, Emma. Everything's fine, Emma. Yeah, and Emma just goes to sleep and doesn't fuck with anybody. So that's good. <laughs> yep. And but what the hell we- happened to her hair? Um, well, again, if you'd watch the last episode or, you know, listen to your own <laughs> podcast that you... Yeah, sorry. We're on. I didn't. Uh, this they, is good. She, she was supposed to get a perm and it was fucked up because hijinks, so... Oh, okay. Yeah. Got it. Everything that's funny in this episode that you're not sure of what happened, the answer is hijinks. Hijinks? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Alan's his favorite. Yeah. Sweet what kid. is not clear why nobody helps her? Like, there's things that you can do to help her hair. And no one does it. Yeah, even it's later not on, like her mom's like, a hairdresser. Well, and like, late, well, she's busy. It is her wedding day. But like, even later on, where Lucy's like, "I can help you," and then she comes out, and it looks exactly the same. <laughs> <laughs> help, help this child with their hair. Yeah, but how Are good you still is Lucy? Blind, Lucy? How good is Lucy's eyesight? Like, you can't really blame her. <laughs> no, <laughs> it's true. So we see leather shoes, leather high heel shoes. Um, Let's uh, as quick an aside rate that shoe. It, that's not really a sexy shoe, is it? Is it? Or I don't know. Who's shoes? A, it's a stripper shoe. A set of fancy shoes. Oh, fancy the stripper shoes. shoes. But I mean, they're not like they're stilettos. Yeah, I guess that's. And she uses the stiletto to great effect. Yes, she does. By yes. <laughs> turning on good. the boombox with it. <laughs> the cassette. So we're inside the party. It is stripper fancy. And she comes in, Craig and Joey meet her at the door, and uh, Joey points out Snake. And yeah, Fancy puts her foot on the um, CD player, and with her stiletto heel pushes down play on the cassette, 
And my first thought was like, don't step on the CD thing. If there's a CD in there, you're going to scratch it. If it's going really fast, don't. <laughs> I have respect for those things. What can I say? Craig doesn't get to stay for the show. Joey sends him to his room. <laughs> Again, I still find that so odd. As we talked about last week, he should have sent them to grandma's because that's where Angie is. But uh, for some reason, Craig got to stick around for this, but had to go to his room while the stripper was downstairs. Weird. And he probably listened through the vent. Yeah. So we cut back to our heroes, the boys, and their spy cam with the, and we see Fancy through the the viewfinder, but they are totally asleep uh, in the bushes, standing up apparently, and Toby's drooling so much that I suspect that Someone should bring him to the hospital. Because that's a lot of drool. <laughs> so we have Spike and Caitlin chatting and having a heart-to-heart there at uh, Spike's place. And uh, they're talking about the bachelor party. Spike wants to tell him, but says it can wait. Hugs it out. Then we move on over. It's 2 a.m. at Manny's house. Manny's totally asleep. But Emma is up thinking... And she can't sleep. She gets up. She leaves the house in her pajamas. How can I insert myself into this (laughs) Uh situation as deeply as possible? I need to make this as dramatic as it possibly and explosive as I possibly can at 2 o'clock in the morning. So what would be a wonderful idea is for me to leave the house in my pajamas to take the 30-second walk to Joey's place. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Makes sense. Mm-hmm. This is a side note, too, for our listeners. If you're getting married, don't have your bachelor or bachelorette party the night before the wedding. Like, yeah. you don't want a drunken night of debauchery the night before your really big, stressful day. That's when you get those, like, videos of, like, people fainting and falling over at the freaking altar and stuff. Like, don't do that. That's a bad time to have a bachelor party. And that concludes our segment, Marriage Tips from Narbles and Broomheads. (laughs) I'm just telling you. It's dumb. Cautionary tale. It's the dumbest thing I've ever heard of. And then when you have your conversation with your wife-to-be about having an abortion, you won't be at your best self the next morning. Uh Mm -hmm. Don't kill your wedding. (laughs) Are you still here? (laughs) Get out of here, lady. <laughs> Have your party a week before. <laughs> Not the night before. Uh, can I come? <laughs> Is the stripper so going in there? <laughs> Don't go in there. Don't go to your wedding. <laughs> I don't think I think I don't think many people actually have their bachelor or bachelorettes the night before their wedding. I think that's no! mostly... It's a trope. That's idiotic. It's a trope. That's the stupidest thing I've ever heard of. You're so stressed out. There's still so many things to do. Usually, like, your grandma is, like, coming that night, and you have to, like, have dinner with your grandma or whatever. Like, it's... There's... It's... No. Very specific no. with the grandma. I was gonna say... I don't know. Sometimes like, your, your fucking grandma comes, and that bitch no, is no, no, all no. over the place. It's Jesus. Like your, your relatives from out of town have arrived, and, like, that kind of... Like, it's just, like, no, 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 no. No, that's not how it works. No, keep telling us about grandma. <laughs> Derek. She was like, Derek. She was like. <laughs> uh-huh. 
<laughs> so Emma goes up to the door and steps on Toby's hand, and Toby screams, and Emma screams, and JT screams, and the jig is up. So and Emma asks what they're doing here, and JT, while climbing out of the uh, bushes, proudly says, uh, seeing a stripper, and you? Which I thought was pretty good. Because <laughs> he's very happy about this, even though he should be freaked out, but can I go through my list of questions? <laughs> yes, please. Okay, so number one, are we to assume that JT and Toby both lied to their respective parents and said they were sleeping over at the other person's home because they're out yes. at two in the morning in the bushes? And That's exactly what I what I decided that they had done, yes. Uh, number Friendly two. Toronto. Number two, I mean, they showed up. I, I We don't know what time exactly it was when the stripper showed up. Um but now it's apparently like two in the morning. <laughs> She's just been dancing for three hours while they watched. Like, how long has this been going on for? <laughs> Anyways. I mean, I think how she long probably, do those I, things usually last? Like 15 minutes? Yeah, it's minutes? not that long. Yeah. I mean, honestly, it's not like the, the novelty of it would wear off very quickly. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I've never had a stripper come to my house before, though. I've been to your house and I'm a stripper, so surprise. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I haven't invited a stripper to my house. You've invited me to your house. Keep going. <laughs> you just come over and take your pants off. That's stripping. But the, and the novelty did wear off really quickly. You're right. <laughs> the screams alert Snake and Joey. They come out of the house. Joey grabs both of them by the ears like an old-timey person and <laughs> takes them in the house. Joey tells them that he's taking them home, uh, back outside. Uh, he, so is he driving so, them home? I would imagine. Yeah, apparently. I, so he's just going to drive he's, drunk, drunk, kill a kid, go huh. get some chips? Whatever. That's that's two out of the three Zit Remedy members. Yep. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yep. Pew, pew, <laughs> There's pew. always chips. Hmm. So Emma's, oh, Emma's going to drop the bomb. So she just lays it out there and says, Spike is pregnant and thinking of having an abortion. And Snake, big old dumb Snake, is standing there with a big humongous lips um, kiss on his cheek. <laughs> oh, and this is what the a... Snake yeah. asks, why Emma and not your mom? Because Emma says, you, because you needed to know. And Snake yells again, why not your mom? Apologies. And asked if he, Snake apologized and asked rhetorically, really, what kind of family is this? And walks away. I mean, he's right. <laughs> well, oh, he's totally right. <laughs> also, Joey is lecturing the boys inside and he says their parents must be worried. And JT says, what about us? We missed fancy. How do you think we feel? <laughs> At two in the morning, yeah. telling him this, yeah. Like, again, the two young boys who have had a webcam up to the window of Joey's house for the last three hours are now getting ballsy with him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I believe in this situation, Joey can hit them. I, uh, I feel yeah. like s s anyone can also hit Emma. <laughs> oh, well, you said it. <laughs> Please do it. <laughs> I can't um, believe that she fucking went over Spike's head and told Snake. Have you been I watching this show? I, I can't. 
I mean, I guess I can believe it, but I just can't with her. I can't. This is the point where you start looking into, like, boarding schools far, far away for your child. Like, I can't. <laughs> Let me find Shane's dad's number. He had a camp that <laughs> yeah, might be suitable. Don't give her any time to process it. Just assume that she's not going to tell him and she's just going to have an abortion. Like, don't give her five minutes to think about it. Don't talk to her about talking to Snake about it. Like, just go tell him. Seriously? And I'm again. I'm not on. I'm not on Team Emma, but like, should never have been told. Correct. Yeah. Mm. I no. mean, I, I'm. I still put the blame on on Spike for telling her. Yeah. Like you lay all this shit on your 14 year old daughter. Who? But, I mean, we know what Emma does. We know what she's all about. So, so that's why we're all annoyed. But let's say that this character had never done anything like that before. This reaction that she's having right now, it's like, you could see it. She's fucking 14. Like, that's what I mean. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, she doesn't she know doesn't, how to process this information or what to do. She thinks she that she doesn't has to get do any the- consequences for it, though. She needs to be told that this is not an appropriate way to handle a situation. Uh, like, you well, can't, Spike you needs to be told that. not to talk to a her daughter about having an abortion there's i mean a, that's true arlo that's there's a wedding true. happening right now so you know <laughs> the night before a wedding isn't the time to it's be true. talking to your daughter about spilling abortion secrets i mean that's also true <laughs> yeah it's the same rules as bachelor parties i've i've looked this up mm. <laughs> yeah like i i find myself sort of like i didn't I kind of sympathize with them i think it's so stupid the way they made this situation play out where she like goes to snake and he's got a big stripper kiss on his cheek and that was a little ridiculous but i don't know it's the night before their wedding i think she i, I don't know i don't feel i don't blame she her couldn't have waited till the morning she had on his bachelor party mm-hmm. lots of children roaming around the streets by the way at 2 a.m mm-hmm. mm-hmm. friendly friendly toronto yeah <laughs> <laughs> get out there kids yeah <laughs> fine <laughs> go for a stroll yeah, then- yeah, in your yeah, in your pajamas. Is the right time. That, that's an even better idea. Or or it. in your like totally dark gear, so you're invisible to cars. It's <laughs> a good idea. <laughs> yep. Yeah. I'm sure there was a block parent or two on the way. Mm-hmm. She was safe. So we were about to see the fallout the next morning in Spike's kitchen, and Spike's calling around looking for Snake and can't find him. Snake and Joey come in like a, like a house on fire or at least Snake does and Snake starts yelling about the lack of communication that uh, that Emma had told him the news and not her Spike, Spike shuts it down uh, even though Snake demands they discuss it in front of Joey and Emma and I'm like <laughs> yep. this is a bad plan Snake <laughs> like okay I understand you're pissed off but he's like Let's have the rumble right now. <laughs> That's like if I went to like Barry's house and said, "Got it." Or, like I was there and he got in an argument with his wife and he's like, "No, Ted, you stay there." I'm like, <laughs> "I don't want to see this." You watch this conversation. <laughs> it's not awkward. <laughs> oh my god. Not good. You know, I wrote here. I wrote at least Snake has been fucking. Like, that's good. I think. <laughs> right? Good for him. Yeah. yeah. That was a big problem for him. That was the whole story for him in, a, in an entire movie. And now he's getting some. So I think things are better for him. <laughs> Anyways. 
Good job, Snake. <laughs> yeah. So we have outside of Spikes. So I guess that they have removed themselves from the uh, from the lion's den that is, is currently Spike's house with Snake and uh, Spike, I'm assuming. So we have Joey and Manny playing with the helium gas. Joey, of course, thinks everybody wants something. <laughs> Just gleefully singing with this helium that he sucked in from the balloon. <laughs> Not giving a shit about what his best friend is going through. Like, he just watched the abortion argument in the kitchen, and now he's sucking helium with a child and laughing. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe Joey's thinking, fucking, finally, karma, motherfucker. <laughs> that would have oh, been great. Yeah. Wow, that <laughs> right? a slow burn. Mm-hmm. A slow burn. <laughs> the yeah. long game. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Ain't nobody uh, fucking Tessa Campanelli no more. This is w- one of my one of my favorite parts of the episode is Manny's just like that song is stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Made me laugh out loud. Yes, she's not wrong. It's like we were all thinking that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> maybe Finally. maybe Joy could have been there for his best friend and been like, you know, I I had a chick get an abortion because of me once. Let me tell you about it. Well, he doesn't know that. Maybe, well, I mean, it's a long time from, ne- like, maybe he, I don't know, maybe he found out. You never know, right? Probably not. You never know, but probably not. Uh, maybe. He didn't seem to want to talk about it. I'm picturing him saying that with helium voice. I mean, Joey's always kind of been this, like, kind of like, hey, like, it'll all work out kind of person. So it doesn't surprise me that he's kind of, you know, just trucking along. It's like, Snake, you're not in jail. Like, you didn't kill a kid. It's fine. <laughs> Snake, it's not your fault Lucy wanted chips. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Snake, it's not your fault Lucy wanted chips. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Helium is great. So uh, we have more drama. So Emma seems to be milking the drama, like trying to get somebody to act dramatic this this whole time. So Emma claims that she ruined everything. Caitlin said, like, let's just get it over with. Even if, if the wedding is happening, all good. We just got to keep going. And Emma's like, Emma, Emma, Emma. Manny pipes in and says to Emma, stop being a baby and just get ready for the wedding. I and- love that Manny calls Emma out in yep. all of these moments for everything and i'm just like yes did you stop getting paid what is going on <laughs> <laughs> well emma tells yeah. manny to mind her own business can you fucking believe it <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> well and manny doesn't just take it she's just like no she calls yeah, her out and says it's right hypocritical out. Is hypocritical and uh, yesterday because Emma freaked out by uh, by Manny to, uh, like talk to Sean and this was a big drama. So f- finally, I think we've made it. Yeah, <laughs> they'll be fine. <laughs> they'll be fine by the end of the show. Um, I do yeah. also like that Manny is so mad that she kicks Joey's car. Uh-huh. <laughs> and then we... Caitlin sucks in heel and says, "Don't don't hit the car." Yeah, <laughs> pretty good. Manny, don't. <laughs> don't do that, Manny. <laughs> Terry's gonna buy it for parts. <laughs> Someone will love it. Not likely. Oh shit! 
So we have Spike and Snake walking across from downtown Toronto. Where would this be, Alan? Where would you call this, the boardwalk there? Uh, would, would I, I was boardwalk? trying to figure it out. Well, no, like, because I was like, is that Woodbine Beach? But it's not, like, because they're right on the water. Like, they're on a dock that's out in the yeah. lake, and they are definitely on the east side of downtown. So it's got to be kind of somewhere in between. Um, but, I, I mean... <laughs> How how did you get there? Like, what happened? Yeah, where do you live? That like, you just... just in the backyard of your place. Why do you have to fucking walk to a skyline, like, <laughs> scene? It's very weird. Why did you have mm-hmm. to walk to Ontario Place? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's a little interesting of a place. Take in a Jays game? Yeah, fine. <laughs> and fuck it. Pop. Fuck it. It's only we were wedding. Let's go watch the Jays. <laughs> so they're arguing about the news and uh and they're talking about things like privacy on the day of their wedding of course and spike they spike says that they've known each other since high school snake is like yeah but just as friends and may, ooh, maybe it should stay that way the snake <laughs> tromps off a man now that you're pregnant i think we should <laughs> take a step yeah. back i mean you're used to this uh, yeah <laughs> <laughs> yep. Uh huh. Right. Um, Snake also <laughs> says that sometimes he thinks Spike and Emma are the couple, which is like you're a grown ass man. Yeah. Seriously. Yeah. Fuck off. Yeah. There's a lot so. of man children. Yeah. In this. Yeah. Like, exactly. Stop it. <laughs> oh. Oh, I'm getting nope. excited. Now, yes, we go into a backyard, and who's there? Uh, Trapper has a, uh, a magazine uh, in his mouth. I think it's a WWE magazine. Yes, and and <laughs> is it really? With, uh, yes, it is. It's talking because he, he mentions wrestlers in the magazine, and it's like I don't know WWE divas or something like that. So um, we see Tracker with the magazine in his hand. I assume that Sean sees him with with it, uh, or the truth of it is that he has the uh, magazine rolled up in his mouth. So Courtney shaking it a bit. Courtney, you missed last week's episode. So when we see human tracker, <laughs> he is Sean's imagination, but in reality, he's just yeah. a dog. So when he's <laughs> yeah. sitting there with the magazine and he's like, check out this wrestler is this magazine in real life. It's a dog with a magazine in his mouth and he's going, he's <laughs> ripping it up and shaking it a bit. Yeah. And it comes <laughs> and it unfolds and like he's still holding on to it. So yeah. this is what's happening in this scene. <laughs> so Emma rushes into the yard. Uh, Tracker says, Hi, Emma, which uh, is probably actually barking because you know when you roll up, dogs bark <laughs> at you. But Sean here is, Hi, Emma. <laughs> so Emma pulls uh, Sean aside and claims that she ruined everything. So more drama. Like she has to spread the drama around. Yeah, like why Sean? Of she does. I find it weird that she like just runs to Sean too. Like I, I, as far as we know, they went on one date. You know what I mean? Yeah, we're supposed it's to believe that this is like an epic relationship. It's yeah, like, yeah. In the grand scheme of things, it isn't. <laughs> no. <laughs> and that's when Sean tells her that uh, she's done it lots of times, like getting uh, into situations. And no one has ever hated her for it. So I noted there that Sean has never listened to Narbos and Broomheads <laughs> podcast. <laughs> I wrote that it's a lie. Listen to the podcast. You know that lots of people hate her for it. She's like, I wonder if people hate me. And Sean says no. And she says, even behind my back. And he says no. And he is lying. Mm. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> he is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, not really for this show. Like nobody seems to hate her for it in the like in the universe of the show, which is inexplicable to me. Yeah, like their reaction in the show is like mm, that Emma, am gonna am. <laughs> yes. Uh, so Emma says that she should have invited him to the wedding, and uh, Emma says if the wedding happens, it's at three o'clock. Uh, Sean calls out while she's leaving and she turns around and asks, he asks, what happened to your hair? Emma gives him the point and exits. And then Sean says, Tracker is an, calls Tracker an idiot, probably because he ripped up his magazine and it's all wet with slobber. Yeah. That's my, that's my theory, I mm-hmm. would suspect. So we're at the church and JT and Toby talk about their punishments and they're only there because they're ushers. Which, what? And, how did this happen? Yeah, yeah. what? Why? <laughs> like, these are two Trauma. students of one of the teachers, right? Like, they don't know Spike, I would imagine. I mean, maybe I mean, Toby JT might. Maybe. I thought Toby was. Oh, no, you're right. Him. JT might. Yeah. JT might because he's been friends with Emma for whatever, right? Yeah. But, like, so she wants them to be ushers? Like, who? whose idea was this? <laughs> Trackers. Yeah. <laughs> Well, as we know, Spike has very good judgment. So, <laughs> yes, maybe Spike does. Idea. Yeah, um, it's a little bit weird, and they're both grounded. Um, they're in such, but they were, but they were allowed to go to this freaking party wedding, whatever. Yeah, it's weird. Uh, yeah, so that so they were probably brought home at two o'clock because that's when it went down. They were brought home, probably chewed out. Their parents had to get up in the middle of the night, so probably they're only going to bed at four ish or maybe five and now they're up i'm assuming this is like 11 o'clock in the morning it's probably and they're two. at a wedding now weddings at three so they're probably there at two unless, oh sorry unless yes, people are entering the church for but, four hours before the wedding <laughs> <laughs> also the wedding. young young children are very adaptable yeah they don't need to sleep mm-hmm. little shits no. so much so <laughs> <laughs> But something that will keep him awake, Craig announces to the boys that a very fancy uh, guest has just pulled up. And we en- enter, ba-da-ba, fancy. She's here because Spike does her hair. Oh, that's, uh, Jody, the, that, uh, jo- that's one of the reasons. What? The other reason she's there? Hi, Jinx. Al's uh, <laughs> favorite. The strippers at the wedding? So, that's crazy. <laughs> what, oh, we're what? actually going... We're going face first into uh, hijinks in the uh, in the way of JT and Toby break into this mini vaudeville act <laughs> with trying to escort Fancy to her seat. It's like I, I will do that. No, you won't. Gaiata. It's very much. It's very much to that effect. So yeah, yeah. So uh, outside the church, and we see Caitlin and Joey and Lucy, and Emma runs up and she apologizes. And Caitlin asked Lucy to go do something with her hair the day of the wedding. Like, right at sure. the wedding. Uh, Lucy at says the it's, wedding, yeah. Lucy says Spike is late as usual. It was actually Caitlin who was the one that was always late, just to clarify. But anyways. Mm-hmm. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Well, Spike was late once. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. Yep. Shh. And so Spike and Snake uh, back at the waterfront. Uh, Snake doesn't know how it happened because she's on the pill. 
So he has like a, I don't know, a 15-year-old boy's understanding of the pill, mm-hmm. I'm assuming. <laughs> He's like, I can, just, I can just go for days and 100%. 100% but raw dogging. That's that's 100%. <laughs> he is. Uh-huh. He's like condoms are for sailors. <laughs> <laughs> He's not doing it. Uh-huh. So the snake is back to his old sack of shit self about being the unlucky number two because she says it's 98% uh, effective. He says the unlucky number two. And, and this is for someone who's probably going to have want to have kids in like a couple of years. Anyways. Yeah, like he's he's made it clear ah, that he's not against kids. It's just not the best timing. And now he's like, "Fuck me, I hate kids." We should so. we should call <laughs> off the wedding. Yeah, uh-huh. we should probably never talk to each other ever again. <laughs> uh, there should be two abortions: that baby and this wedding. <laughs> and then the abortion lady pops up from under the dock. <laughs> She, she's all wet. Right? She got a scuba suit. Don't she kill your a... wedding. <laughs> and she, she takes a respirator out of her mouth. It's like, <laughs> she, yeah, she's all drooling. Uh-huh. And she's and all little, covered in like sea, has a life jacket on. <laughs> and she has like she's swimming like in uh, in the harbor there, and she has like a uh, uh, old toilet seat around her neck because <laughs> you know she's been swimming in garbage. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. Probably, yeah, but... That is like Ontario. <laughs> you described it. <laughs> don't, yep. ab- don't abort your wedding. <laughs> <laughs> she holds up the little bride and groom dolls from the wedding cakes. <laughs> 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 this is your wedding. <laughs> and Spike's like, what the fuck is it with this lady and these little dolls? Like... Does she get a wholesale or what? This it's crazy. Is wedding. <laughs> <laughs> Don't destroy your wedding. For those of you who joined our podcast, uh, you know, late and uh, haven't heard some of our old episodes, go back and listen to our review of. Uh, I guess it would have been a new start, part one and part two of Degrassi High, if you want to get the reference of the don't kill your baby, because uh, <laughs> otherwise you don't know what the fuck we're talking about. Yeah, sorry about <laughs> that. It's all good. It's your own fault yeah. for not going back and listening to all of them. Yeah, if you're not going from the beginning, what the hell's wrong with you? Let me mm-hmm. chastise our listeners. Mm-hmm. All right. <laughs> yeah, we don't want you. So uh, we're just wrapping up with Spike and old Snake here. And Spike says, life doesn't wait for you to get adjusted. Uh, Now Snake is all about it. So he's like, so which one of us doesn't want to have this baby anyway? It's like, fucking you two seconds ago, (laughs) you crazy person. Spike's like, right on. (laughs) Yeah, they're just all cool with each other. Like, out of nowhere, he's like, oh, fuck it, kids. Let's get married. Yeah. Like, no red flags. Nothing here. No, no, not at all. <laughs> Unadulterated anger and emotional acting out. And then like, wedding time. <laughs> like, oh, good Lord. <laughs> wedding time. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what that If was. I was Spike, I'd be a little concerned about his uh, control issues. Well, mm-hmm. and if I was Snake, I'd be a little concerned about the hiding the abortion from your husband issue. I don't think she was hiding it. Like she made a choice not to tell him 
at his bachelor party, which I think is a fine choice. Like, she was going to talk to him in the morning. It's just that Emma, the fucking idiot, beat her to it. (laughs) (laughs) Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. And we are at the church. Praise me. And the priest-type guy tells uh, tells Emma if they're not here soon, they'll have to reschedule. Why would you tell the child this? Like, what's the child's power? <laughs> priest is like, hello, child. They're late. If they're not here, we have to reschedule. Like, Joey's standing right there. <laughs> uh, this guy, this actor, um, his name is Rob Salem. And apparently he has been for like 40 years has been a columnist and editor at the Toronto star. If you recognize that name. So really? Yeah. He has some like minor acting roles and things like that, but apparently he's interesting big deal in terms of uh, being a columnist in the Toronto star. Um, Also that the scene is very unrealistic. (laughs) Priests don't just be like, we got to cancel this wedding if they don't show up in five minutes. (laughs) (laughs) I got another yeah. one book. Like this isn't fucking Vegas in an Elvis chapel. <laughs> yes, it is. We pump out ten weddings a day here. <laughs> the fuck out. You better get a moving, sister. Yeah. <laughs> um, also, as noted, Emma's hair not any better. So it literally is exactly the same and has a couple of sprigs of baby's breath in it now. <laughs> <laughs> this poor girl. Who is the? fashion consultant on this show <laughs> fucking caitlin like <laughs> I so mean, bad i guess in this case yeah maybe it was caitlin helping her with her hair Ah, poor caitlin so we see emma exiting the church and looking in the distance and who does she see but snake and spike who are supposed to be getting married so she squeals and she's very excited and does a little dance and yeah, they and I'm sure I'm sure uh, Alan's hijinks that he loves so much. I'm sure who else loved the hijinks? All the grandmothers and elderly people probably sitting in the church on this probably fairly hot day. Just gone. Those crazy kids. Yeah. Running up so. in their street clothes, not giving a shit. Um, it really, really bothered me that they decide to get married in their fucking street clothes. <laughs> they only had an hour right the priest was gonna kick him out <laughs> yeah and ministers like chop chop motherfuckers i'm like what shitty bridesmaids does she have that one of them couldn't have brought her fucking dress to the church <laughs> so she could have just slipped into it agreed i was dis- i was disgusted so yeah i was dis- yeah i was disgusted it was disgusting but at least patrick was their band <laughs> <laughs> oh <inside>. Christine <laughs> you're getting married it's so divine <laughs> I want to be your cuck Christine <laughs> what he wants to be a cuck he's watching the girl he loves get married to another dude he's a little cuck oh, okay. yeah. Come on I'm now. just a poor boy <laughs> So they have the big kiss, kiss the bride. I think more acceptable now. Slurp. Yeah. I just want to point out Spike's bridesmaids are Caitlin, Lucy, no Liz in sight. And snakes are Joey, a guy I don't know, and no brother. It's Dean. Okay, Dean, and no brother in sight. Well, we know why. Yeah, no snakes brother anywhere. Shunned. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's a church, right? 
Uh-huh. Uh, mm-hmm. We know how God feels about that. But Maybe he just couldn't make it. Yes, that's the, that's it. I mean, it was called pretty quickly, so. Yeah. True. He, yeah. I'd like to he think could've... that Glenn is somewhere, you know, exploring the Amazon or something and just couldn't make it back with his with his lovely partner. Yes, that's it. That's <laughs> canon. <laughs> and we don't see Spike's mom. Oh, right. Unfortunate. Very. Well, we don't we don't see a lot of people like this. Again, they've kind of glossed over this entire storyline just to like race them to the altar kind of thing. Yeah, you know, it would have been nice to see more of the old school cast. Like they, it was kind of a missed opportunity here, right? Yeah, would have been nice to see Yik pop up again. Yeah, we're we're done with the wedding. I had one line and it said ceremony, and then an arrow to kiss the bride, and that's the only notes I had on that. So Yay. it was. It was pretty it. quick. They did because the whole it. time we the priest it. was like tapping his watch. He's like, "Come on, come on, <laughs> next wedding's up soon." So we're at the reception on the beach, and Connie, aka Fancy, is uh, she's getting introduced to Spike to Snake, and she says, "Funny, you don't look like an Archie de Meh. So the uh, running hijinks. The, the joke here <laughs> is that she was the stripper at his bachelor mm-hmm. party. Spike at this point is unaware, so she obviously knows who he is, so she is maintaining the secret. And it's supposed to be funny. Thanks for clarifying. <laughs> yeah. Now, at home, laugh. Go ahead. Yeah. I know you saw it on the episode the first time, but now it's it's just as funny. It keeps its it's evergreen of a joke. Yeah, and then it's we decide like, uh... to use up a fucking minute of this show to go through like Shane or uh, Snake telling Spike that, oh, she was the stripper at the party, and then Spike being like, she can use her body however she wants, but I don't want my husband being a loser who sees strippers and keeping secrets and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, why do we need to do this? Like We don't. I, I think it's supposed to show that their relationship has grown, and he's like, that they have no secrets now. Like, I, I, think, I think that's where the writers were going with it. It's just like, he could have not told her but he decided to tell her because their relationship is in a better place where they won't have secrets. Yeah, that's what I got from this. <laughs> what is that stupid? <laughs> <laughs> so stupid. That's what marriage Remember? is all about, you guys. Yeah. And then Spike Remember ends back with... on the dock when it was all secrets? Well, now Love means different. never having to say you're sorry. <laughs> and then Spike abruptly yeah. ends a conversation by like an impromptu throw of the bouquet, right? Like no announcement. Usually at a wedding, they make a big to-do no. about this. Yep. She's just like, I'm and just going to throw the bouquet. She turns around and says, Tossing the bouquet. And then Joey catches it. And then Caitlin's like, It's time to dance. And I'm like, This reception's moving very fast. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I don't it's know. A it's a shitty wedding. Ex- it looks pretty expensive out there at their beach reception. Like, maybe it's like chop chop. <laughs> by the hour man i would never ever ever have any reception of any kind on the beach here in toronto never (laughs) ever ever why is this because it's a sucky place for this event to be happening like it's not like it's the beach in hawaii or in the like caribbean it's fucking toronto beach like no i mean as someone who lives in a place where there isn't really a beach You know, even a crappy beach is still pretty nice. Mm -hmm. For a wedding reception? 
I mean, I had my wedding reception in an empty house in the in the backyard. Better. <laughs> Better than I mean, this one. It, what? It was kind of awesome, but uh, my sister had like an empty house, like a, just a house that was sitting empty. So we like just took it over and had the wedding in the backyard. And then we set up like DJs in the living room. And like the kitchen area was like the bar. And we just like had a big party. It was like a house party with no furniture or whatever. It was just lawn chairs and stuff. It was pretty awesome. They have a dance. Uh, did you do? Do you know of this song? Anybody called yes. "Just Jane" by Christopher Prouse or Rouse? Rouse or Rouse? Perhaps it's a slow jam. Any takers? Any thoughts on this slow jam? No. I don't. Know Never heard of it. I did not think that it was a very good song, but maybe it's just a little dated for the time period. And then we mm. we see some interesting people dancing here. Is it Chico? Chico is not there dancing. <laughs> oh, I wish. Uh, Toby asks Fancy to dance, and you know he's got such a little boner when she. Oh man! And then mm-hmm. Jay- is it Eek? Is it equal mix of happy and horny at the same time? Yeah. Yes. And then JT cuts in also with a boner. So we got the little joke of the two boys trying to dance with the stripper until her escort at the wedding is cuts in and is like, fuck off, kids, and <laughs> dances with her. And then we get this really quick shot of Craig, who is dancing with Manny, who when we last saw these two, <laughs> Craig said... It's you I don't like. <laughs> I don't like you. And uh, now they're dancing at the wedding. Yeah. What? Uh, Whatever. Maybe, I mean, Manny's kind of gained more confidence since then. So maybe she's just like over it. I also thought it was really odd to have Caitlin point out something that can only be done by a woman versus a dude. Mm. You have to be a girl to catch the bouquet. Like, Caitlin wouldn't say that. I agree. Mm-hmm. The new Caitlyn. Eh, yeah. I mean, maybe she's relaxed over time and she's just like, eh, we'll go with the flow. <laughs> mm-hmm. Fuck the... Fuck fighting the patriarchy. It's fine. Yeah, my dad left my mom for a stripper. Fuck it. Times have changed. <laughs> have changed me. <laughs> Long live the patriarchy. Yeah, it says Caitlyn. So... We see Emma spies one Sean leaning up against a tree. All sexy. And it was like he looked all sexy guy, all smoldery. And Sean says, oh, you should be dancing. He said, nobody really caught my eye. And slurp. <laughs> they start making out like crazy. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Get in there. Like, yep. what? Rad- Radish shows up and says, tonight... Call me Dan, and you get in that face. <laughs> what the hell are you doing here, Radich? Son. Weird. What's What's bizarre about this is, so they end the show on this, right? Like, the two of them dance, and they kiss, yes. and then we get the, you know, the fucking dee 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 whatever the fuck they do. <laughs> and I'm like, what was the plot line around these two? Like, they they kind of hinted at it for what? Of the 44 minutes devoted to these two shows, maybe they talked about the two of them like for two minutes, a minute and a half, like something like that. And now we focus on on the end, like, oh, they got together. Like, it's the big thing. And it's like, gives a shit. (laughs) Yeah, I don't understand 
what the point of of it was. Yeah. No, I just it doesn't make sense, and I don't know if it will make sense eventually, but it just it's a really weird choice of plot lines in this in this episode. It does it's lazy. It doesn't make sense. Yeah, we don't get any build up or tension to this in this episode, nor like do we in the in the previous episodes, right? Like there's not really there's not really a lot of episodes where we're kind of hinting that these two are going to get back together, that there's drama, that you know, there's been nothing. And then all None. of a sudden there's really nothing in these episodes and now they're sucking face and Yeah, like she comes to Sean crying about screwing everything up. Why? What made you decide to go to him? And then turns it into and what about what I did to you? I screwed that up too. Yeah, um. but yeah, Emma, like why couldn't you take a fucking slug when Sean was fighting? <laughs> it was your fault. Uh, did you notice that the freeze frame on this one they both look oddly sad as well <laughs> like, neither of them seem particularly happy that they've just been mm-hmm. making out they seem strangely like wistful or something and it's just like mm-hmm. this is a wedding where you got to kiss someone you like it's not a fucking funeral why is everyone so sad maybe Sean is sad because he's like someone just told me that my brother's not my brother he's actually a dog <laughs> They're liars. They're dirty liars. He's and my brother. Emma's, Emma's looking off in the distance thinking, I suck so much. <laughs> That's right. She realizes. Mm-hmm. No, she's probably thinking like, who, who's, who else's business can I stick my fucking nose in? <laughs> yeah, like, oh, this is over. Who else? Who else's life can I fuck up right now? <laughs> Big old city. So many stories to get into and just totally dramatize them yeah but i mean just in general this episode was weird and shitty and i could have written it a lot better Uh, (laughs) comments on the degrassi fandom um one person was very happy when emma and sean kissed she claimed that she squealed um this is countered by drayden stone who says emma and her annoying ass um Okay. I don't know why that. Um, then another person yes. says Emma was so annoying in this episode. It's replied to by another person who says Emma is annoying all the time. So um, and, another person. And then I another mean. person uh, commented on this episode. Do you think that Claire will have sex with Eli? Um, it's like <laughs> it's like ten seasons later. So not well, sure why they commented here. <laughs> and you know, Ted, Ted is confused. Like, it was probably one of the writers of this fucking episode who commented that. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that's uh, that's what the wiki has to say about it. So there you go. Yeah, I'm yeah. mostly just disappointed that, and I guess this is because we're obviously fans of the original Degrassi. It just seems that this episode could have been a lot better, and you know, brought back characters, and it would have been more about their wedding. And I guess they just really and truly wanted to move away from that, and like focus on the young people's perspective right but they didn't even do a good job at focusing on the young people's perspective it was weird like there were it was stupid like there there were no intriguing plot lines in this episode to focus on like you you could have definitely run this storyline throughout the entire season you know you could have had this abortion secret thing happen and you get to the final two episodes and you get some of the old Degrassi characters back to end season two. And 
It doesn't mm-hmm. have to revolve around the old characters, but you've already shown that like bringing them back is useful. So yeah. you could have done it for this one and thrown a little nugget to the old school fans. But no, yeah, right. They're <laughs> just like this wedding where we recognize the children and a couple of the wedding party and no one in the <laughs> audience. Like no one. No. Yeah. And we do a shitty job at recognizing the children. Yeah. So fun time. But yeah, that's yeah. I just I'm disappointed in how this they don't bother like stretching out storylines over a few episodes. Like it's it seems like a really easy thing to do just to support, you know, the continuity of the characters, but for some reason they just introduce all of these random ideas every episode that don't make sense and have no like background and if you want i guess i'm just i'm reflecting on it i'm going well if you want to know how we felt about this episode think about sean and emma's freeze frame faces and that has been (laughs) our take on this episode kind of melancholy looking into the distance (laughs) so yeah that's been our take on it that bad there was some there was some good moments I mean, Manny mm. told Emma off, which I appreciated, and she told good. Joey that his song is stupid, which I also <laughs> appreciated. <laughs> but look at the moments you're pointing out as the best parts of the show. That's not good. And ultimately, Spike and Snake got married, for better or for worse, so everyone needs a little more love in the world, so great. <laughs> what, what's this is the- where... Uh, Arlo starts the hand clap, but she's going to start singing Put a Little Love in Your Heart. Yeah. So, but we don't have the copyright to that song. From us to you, we will see you next time on Nervos and Broomheads. Peace. I'm Vicky Keith. Bye. Bye. I'm going swimming. Swim. I said I don't get my love. I would never do my homework. But stay up late and dream about Kylan I would never get girls out of my house Maybe I would I would walk around and got naked Just to get caught in my dreams Everyone thinks I'm so good I went crazy at